Hi, I'm Bennett. And I'm David, and we're the Car Reviewers. On this episode, we'll be talking a little bit about um, some of the auctions that have come up. Bennett will be talking about that, and I'm going to be talking a little about about my top three favorite EVs in three drastically different price brackets. You want to get started, Bennett? Yep. Um, I'm going to start uh, off with the Barrett-Jackson online auction that is taking place, um, that took place today, um, tomorrow, and then is going to finish up on Sunday. So we saw some pretty good results today, including a 2010 Dodge Challenger drag pack race car that sold for a uh, new record of $56,000. The previous record was around $38,000. So that's a very uh, big jump. Yes, we saw definitely. a 1969 Camaro Z28 that sold for $38,500, which is kind of cheap for a uh, Camaro Z28. So that's um, yeah. interesting. Uh, 2016 Jeep Wrangler custom SUV that went for $25,000. There was a uh, 2013 Camaro ZL1 custom coupe, uh, 600 rear wheel horsepower, six feet automatic. It sold for $32,500. So, um, I do have a question about that one quickly. Um, is that tuned by, um, a specific brand? No, this is, um, our, well, here. For performance upgrades, the car was shipped to Cortez Performance Racing in Arizona. Okay. So okay. it was okay. uh, upgraded by a like non-specific. It was not. Okay. It's not like Nikki Chevrolet. It wasn't or like, a, like that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No. Um. There was some other interesting uh, cars. I guess a forty-one Willis Americar Custom Coupe, uh, blown three ninety-two Hemi. Uh, it went for fifty-five thousand. Uh, really nice 2014 Shelby GT500 Super Snake plus 12,000 miles. It uh, sold for 85,000. Um, that was probably the, I believe that was the top sale. And one of the cars I was looking at earlier, a 1970 Z28 Camaro, 18,000 original miles, matching numbers, engine and transmission. It went for 42,500. So pretty good deal. And yeah. uh, tomorrow we'll see the prices increase a lot. Um, a 1970 Mustang Boss 429. Uh, being one of those cars, just five thousand miles it is currently bid at three hundred and twenty-five thousand. Whoa! So uh, <laughs> I expect that car to sell. I mean, three hundred twenty-five mm. grand for a Boss Four Twenty Nine in this day and age is a Definitely. lot of money. So I know that we've we've seen some of those over the past couple of years because being from our area in Michigan, you know, that's not an unpopular car to see at some car shows. But no, nope. yes. All right, you want to go talk about electric vehicles now? Let's let's do that. So, um, I have three drastically different price point cars here. Um, we're gonna start off at the bottom of the pack with the Tesla. Um, I have a Tesla Model Three that I pulled here. Um, and let's just jump in. Let's talk a little bit about it. So, it will start at um around thirty six to thirty seven thousand dollars. Um. But that is only for purchase in a store location. So instead of um, purchasing it like you normally you could online during this time, um, you have to actually be in a store. And then if you would like to get the cheapest model you can purchase online is $41,000. Okay. Um, let's, let's look at some of like the power um, and the speed handling features that it has here it will come standard with a lot of you know the lane change assist and a lot of the stuff that we'd see normally in a vehicle like this um i does um 
it, I don't, I believe it will come with the autonomous driving, but I'm not quite sure on that. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading here. Um, but yeah, I know it, most Tesla models definitely have the, it, it uh, has to, um, it autonomous has to driving. Tesla. um, it does have, um, driver's assist, lane keep assist, um, autopilot, standard autopilot capabilities, um, which is autonomous driving. And it will have additional charging capabilities via the company's upgraded V3 supercharger network. Um, I know... I know we talked a little bit about um, last The Mustang. Week, yes. I believe. The yes. Mach-E. Uh, the Mach-E. Mustang Mach-E. And so I'm wondering maybe um, if they're going to like somehow Tesla and Ford, I doubt this, but maybe partner up so that um, both the, all of the uh, charging state so, uh, like capacity will be like, you can charge it in any spot. So you don't have to have like a specific mm-hmm. Mustang only, or it's actually, I it's, think that would help a lot. It's funny so. that you brought that up actually, because Ford um, already dedicated um, millions and millions of dollars to putting together the world's largest um, uh, charging station network, larger than Tesla and Tesla has already been rolled out for years now. And Ford is already committed to having a larger network, and they haven't even rolled out stations yet. So I'm excited to see, you know, how that will work out. Um, you know, I do think because Ford's definitely more of a mainstream automotive producer, they will need more charging facilities, which definitely, um, they definitely. are saying they'll we'll see in the next couple of years, which I am not. And I'm sure there'll be a ton of them oh, around where we live. Right next and especially to... in our area too, because you know, Ford's mm-hmm. so prevalent here. Yeah. There's a lot of Tesla model S's at least by my house. Tesla, see, yeah, me, so... me too. Same exact thing. I, I was actually, I just saw one this morning when I was driving around and that's kind of what sparked this a little bit, but um, it will have, um, they, when it was being tested, um, they took it on a 200 mile highway fuel economy test. And it um, comes standard with aluminum wheels that are covered with plastic aerodynamic hubcaps, um, which I don't know how I feel about hubcaps. You know, I've I've <laughs> definitely seems like something you'd see torn off, you know, leaning up against the um, lamppost on the side of the road, like in the past. Yeah, but... I mean, I think that it's kind of going for the lower end of the market. That it's is going to be some yes. sort of mass produced. So uh, I don't blame them. I, I, I mean, I don't as long as they got good looking sure, rooms, I could care less. I'm sure they will have some sort of different, you know, oh, yeah, more high some sort of premium towards package. that. But, you know, a lot of new is coming out with them um, and surrounding this and the Model Y, which will be coming out. Um, I didn't want to talk about the Model Y a whole lot because we don't know a crazy, crazy amount about it yet because it's obviously not on the road. Um, and the Model 3 is... But I do applaud Tesla, and I appreciate them keeping their plants open, employing over 10,000 people in the state of California um, throughout this pandemic. So I appreciate them keeping jobs, you know, and continuing to employ people. Um, That's really great of them. But let's move on now to the Audi e-tron. I know we were both very excited about this. So um, definitely, you said you were talking to me. You told me earlier on we talked that you had not heard really of the Audi e-tron until no, I, I mean, I don't follow Audi or, or, or I call it Audi. I don't know about you. I don't, I, I, see, a lot of people it call honestly, it Audi. It I say it's ways. Audi. So. Yeah. It could honestly go both ways. And I, I was honestly not expecting to see this out of Audi or Audi or whatever, but 
you know, it, I don't it follow is... BMW as much as you do, as yes. well as uh, Audi and Mercedes. Uh-huh. So I don't really know them as much. But ben, I mean, it just goes from like because they usually do sedans and stuff yes. like that, just like Mercedes. Well, they're and BMW. breaking the SUVs. For them to come up with a cross... SUVs now. Yeah, I know, but even a crossover, uh-huh. like an hey. electric crossover, is this completely it's different. It's very, very yeah. exciting. And um, I think this is supposed to be some sort of competitor with the BMW iLine, which we um, did talk about earlier on. I didn't know if you're going to bring it up or not, but um, both of our feelings are very different. I think surrounding some of the iLine vehicles, um, it was definitely a good break mm-hmm. in the market for them. But I just don't see, you know, a lasting area for BMW. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's going to last, especially if they don't update no. it. Because it's been yes. out here for a few years, and there's not been that many changes. Well, Same body style, really. There is a I mean, top at least for, the for a new sedan to be added to the lineup um, that does look very yeah. futuristic, and it's very nice. I would like to but see an SUV, to see SUV i series. Yes, we need to see a bigger SUV. And I know they've all done hybrid kind of stuff in M. Our um, Mercedes has done hybrid stuff, but you know, I well, I have a question for you. Yes, with BMW. So I know their M line is their high yes. performance and stuff like that. Um, oh, I have actually two questions. One is there a BMW M uh, SUV, and two, um, could we be seeing the i platform turn into a hybrid like performance brand instead of just like uh, an electric? So, um, I, I don't see it turning into a performance line anytime soon unless they break in a little bit more with the i8 and continue going off towards that area but still you know that was very very futuristic and a big jump and i know we did see one come up that was um from 2019 with only a few thousand miles on it and it had already cut its price in half basically so that shows how big the depreciation jump is once you drive it off uh, on bear jackson lot 231 Uh Uh, here, let me let me uh, recheck the bid. I'm I'm hopefully hopefully it's above it ninety. Out, I, I pray that it's above ninety because I feel bad for that. Ninety-three thousand, no, nothing else right now. It's got twenty-two hours left in the bidding, so we might <laughs> see it jump up a hundred grand. I, but I, I mean, that's very. I I feel so bad for the person auctioning that car off. To be honest, because if it's a dealership or if it's a person and they dropped one hundred and seventy thousand dollars on that car, and now they're selling it for ninety. That would just be a big, big punch. Um, yeah, I don't understood how they. I, like, I yeah. mean, me personally, if I owned a BMW i8 and only drove drove it six, I keep it. Miles, I keep it, even if you're desperate. I keep it. Um, I know, like that, and like, how do they only drive it six thousand miles? I mean, that mm-hmm. thing is like so cool. At least it's so futuristic. Yeah. Just like uh, one of the cars we'll be talking about later, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Porsche 918 Spider and the Taycan, and, uh, the Porsche Taycan. Yeah. But so um, you did ask about M SUVs, and I, I did want to touch on that a little bit. They do have two M line SUVs right now. They have the M um, X five M, then they have the X six M, which the X six is more of like a um, I don't want to call it a crossover. It's more like a um, sport. Um, they call it a sport activity coupe. Okay, so okay. it's a hatchback, but it's like a. I don't know. I don't know quite. It, it kind of. It's sort of like a Tesla Model X. Okay. Oh, all right. So it's, right, it's more I, towards that, um, like style look. But, mm-hmm. and then the kind of like the Audi. E-tron, it, it is so. in a way like the Audi e-tron. I, I think that they kind of can match up a little bit like that. But let's you know let's let's start talking about this. 
Um, the Audi e-tron is going to start at $75,000, which for a car in this class, I, it's honestly not that far off. At this point, that does sound like a crazy number, but for you know a car of the upper class like this is now, I that's it doesn't surprise me. Um, so quiet, it is very very quiet. People are saying, and it's extremely comfortable to drive around. Um, it does lack the engine noise that you would expect from a car, which um, can be good for some people, and also you know some people might hate that. And I know you would hate that, but yeah, it is. It has great soundproofing in the cabin. Um, Motor Trend said that our car, or yes, our car and driver said that when they were driving it, um, they couldn't barely hear what was going on outside them, which that does say a lot for how much um, they worked on it. Um, it's, ooh, it weighs 5,843 pounds. Um, that is 78 pounds more than the... Um, 1500 ram 1500 pickup truck so that's definitely saying something that's the batteries though um Mm -hmm. then i mean it's got 402 yeah if it doesn't i mean it's and 490 pump foot of torque so it's not it's not it's not gonna be it is no it's not definitely um uh, let's it does have i know the great charging capabilities oh. though here it says um its charger can run off a 240 volt outlet um and charge the car in about nine hours which can be seen in many homes nice. i'm sure in your garage but so that's you know not a big problem uh now let's you want to jump into um zero to 60 times and speed and stuff like that all right. Okay. It does zero Not to sixty in, I believe, a little bit of five point three seconds. Five point three seconds. It has four hundred and two horsepower. Um, and ooh, normal. Uh, it has up to four hundred and two horses. Um, and is available for up to eight seconds at a time in boost mode. But even um. The floor in the car from a dead stop won't make your passengers squeal. The 5.3 um, second 0 to 60 time isn't something that'll impress the Tesla Rati. Um, it's perfectly equated for passing and never feels slow, but we've come to expect a certain level of excitement, especially from luxury EVs thanks to Tesla, which, as many of you know, the Tesla Model X is extremely fast. Um, it does 0 to 60 in probably 3 to 4 seconds, so that's definitely saying something um it has great braking um when they run the brake tests um it starts at 75795 um it's they're saying it's an irrational choice um but they definitely would say it's a good thing to do and i totally agree 100% if you have $75,000 to spend go and do it it looks like a great vehicle and I, um, what do you think after hearing, you know, what we talked about? And I know you did a little bit of your own research on it. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool, interesting, um, car for Audi. I do too. And I think this, um, 
might help uh, bring Chevy and Chrysler and some of the American makers into coming out and like actually producing an electric car that is not junk. It's uh-huh. not the Chevy Volt. Yep. It's not some sort of tiny little Honda or Toyota. So, uh-huh. I mean, that's great. I, do, right? I think the Porsche Taycan, which is your next car, is even I, better. Uh, this like, is Mondo Biondo. by far my favorite part of today's episode is talking about this than the 918, which we'll be talking about later on. Um, it's Porsche's first electric car they've ever come out with fully electric vehicle. Um, we're very excited about it. Um, I've been looking forward to it for a while. Um, it, I thought it was a yeah, it's, car it's for a so I mean, it looks so futuristic. It's so good looking. And it, it has some of the looks from the Panamera, but I honestly don't care because it's so good looking. And I, I know uh, originally I have a quick story to tell you about the Panamera. When the Panamera came out, they were saying, um, you know, it's going to be low, low profile, you know, fast, which most people know when they're seeing the 2011, 2012 Panameras, they're not low, they're not low profile, they're not super great looking, but do you know why that was? Um, well, I know, I know they were trying to go after some sort of family well, car. they weren't, so. actually. When, oh, they really? When they, it was a couple of weeks before the launch, okay? Everybody was ready. The car was ready. It was sitting on the test track. And the president and CEO of Porsche came out and said, I want to be able to be chauffeured around in the backseat of this car. And he was probably 6'5", okay? And he All walked right. out onto the runway and he sat down in the car and he looked to the designers and he's like, this isn't going to work. You need to fix this. And that is why the car looked so bad those first couple of years. But it had the performance to back that up, though. And that's why I think it's done so well. Um, so the priority when they were making this car, and this is in an interview with one of the Porsche production people, um, their, um, their priority was performance above all else um, with interior space and as a secondary concern. So they were not worried about how it looked. They wanted it to be fast, just like any other Porsche. Yes, they're beautiful cars, but their first goal is speed and making it handle well, which they have done an amazing job with over the past. I don't even know how long Porsche has been around. They've been around since the. Which is definitely one of the things I want to mention. When yes, I talk and about they, they, my they've never been about looks. They've cars. always been about functionality and just building a good car and the first couple of Porsche models definitely something they share with Ferrari same thing with Ferrari yes the first couple Porsche models in the late 40s early 50s and 60s were built by hand they were hand hammered and they were built by hand by people in factories that cared about what they were building and that's why one of the cars that I have one of the um Hot Wheels cars, diecast cars that I have that is one of my favorites is the Porsche 917 LH. And it looks like sick. But I mean, back in the day, those were the best yes. of the best race cars. They were with Ferrari. They, they were, were the only ones that can beat them besides like the GT40. Uh-huh. But after that, like Porsche was the winner. I, I don't know if you remember, but we had the opportunity um, a couple years ago, or maybe it was last year actually, at the Concourse d'Elegance. Um, to see one of the original Porsches ever made. Oh yeah, they had a ton of them. It was like the they did. anniversary. I think it was 2018. Yes. There was a ton was of amazing. them all the way, like the the yes. 2.7 uh-huh. RS lightweights. Those things are crazy. The 356s. Uh-huh. 
the 917s, all sorts of it really was cool so Porsches cool. And to see people amazing. that cared that much to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars making sure that those cars, oh, millions, millions, dude, millions, making sure that those cars stayed in such good condition is just great. So let's talk a little bit more about this because it's carried on um, Porsche's idea, you know, as we said, of being the best car out there, being the best possible driver's car, and then, you know, having looks as a secondary issue. Um, there, there are videos online, if you'd like to look them up, our viewers, um, of watching. You can watch the Porsche on the production line actually going through the paint shop. And it is one of the most amazing videos I think I've ever seen. And it's just, it's so cool to see it come out. Um, so it's going to start out at $105,000. I did say it was a hefty price tag. Um, and then the top of the line Turbo S model is going to top out at 186000 which that is a big price tag. But then again, that's you're going to be spending a lot less than that if you go after a 911, which I know a 911 is a whole different ball game, completely different vehicle. But well, the 911, if you get a GT3 RS or anything, anything that is going to be performing against this car, um, one of the things uh, I think is the best about this uh, Porsche Taycan is that if you get a Turbo S, it's got 750 yes. horsepower. Like that's it's crazy. A ton of it's horsepower. Crazy. And, and I mean, a GT3 RS has got 500. So I mean. And it's going to cost you the same amount. So, I mean, why not get the, uh, the can, Taycan? I mean, it's a great looking car. Do you want to know what the 0 to 60 price, time is for the Turbo S car. model? Sure. 2.4 seconds. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, is faster than a Porsche 918 Spider with the yes. Wi-Fi package. Isn't that, that does crazy? 0 to 60 in two and a half. That's yeah. like that. It's, you can't I mean, that, like, match electric that to cars That's amazing. Hybrid cars are. I I yeah. honestly that is They're one the of the future. craziest zero to sixty times I think I've ever seen. To be honest, one of the. Unfortunately, it's not as good as the Tesla Roadster, but I think I think the Porsche one looks better than the Roadster personally. Uh-huh. I don't know about I, you. I'm looking. Yeah, so they are saying this is the fastest EV only car they've ever tested at Motor Trends. Um. Or car and driver. I keep saying motor trend. I'm sorry. Um, it's the third quickest car in the history of their testing as well, behind the Lamborghini Huracan Performante and the Porsche 918 Spider. Um, they did test the turbo. They um, didn't test the turbo or the 4S, but we estimate they should be dead in the threes. Um, so mm-hmm. let's. Because the Roadster's got 2.1 0 to 60. So. Okay. So. Yeah, should I jump into uh, Let's the do that. I think now? that's a great idea. Let's do that. That's a great. Do you want to start with the um, the 918? Yeah, I'm going to start with number three. Or, number okay. three for me um, is the 2015 Porsche 918. Now, you got to get the Y-Sock package so you can strip the 90 yes. pounds off of it. Not that it's already super light. So, this car comes with a 4.6 liter V8 with 608 horsepower, um, 398 pound-foot of torque. Um, all-wheel drive, but the real, real kicker is that it's got an electric engine, so it has a total of 887 horsepower, which, if you think about it, is crazy. a crazy amount of yes. uh, horsepower, and a whopping 944 pound-foot of torque, so it's got a crazy amount of torque. Now, this, these, all these cars are going to be way out of probably everybody who's listening's mm-hmm. price range, 
if you want to buy one of these, it's around a million five hundred thousand dollars. So, so crazy amounts of money. But zero to sixteen. I actually seconds, so. um had the opportunity to see one in person, which was crazy. Um, I was driving through. Me too. I saw one. Uh, I last was driving year. through um Birmingham, Michigan, and I um was driving. There's a collector car dealership that I love, and I was driving by, and they always have you know gt3s or you know stuff like that in the windows and i was driving by and i actually i i had to stop the car and get out and just like walk in front of the window because i was so surprised when i saw it um it was silver with the green um and it was in the front window and usually there's like a mclaren or something like that there and i was just so surprised when i saw it 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 was amazing um sorry get back get back to your car the one i saw was that uh Mecham Indy last year, and the one they had there sold for one point nine eight million. So I mean, it's, they only built nine hundred eighteen of them. So if you get your hands yes. on one, you've got something special. So all right, my second favorite supercar, and this is of all time. So we're going into some classics here. I don't know, David, if you've ever heard uh-huh. of them, but it's the nineteen seventy one Lamborghini Miura P four hundred SV. It's the original supercar, the first one. Um, it has a four liter V12, 380 horsepower, which is a crazy amount of horsepower mm-hmm. back in the seventies, uh, 295 pound foot of torque, top speed of 170 miles an hour. And it did back in the day, 1971, zero to 60 in 5.75 seconds. So, so uh, what do you think that's, about that? That's, that's really crazy. And I, I did actually see a video with Jay Leno and, um, what's the guy from, I can't remember. It's from Shark Tank now. What's his name? Um, Oh, no, is not Mark. Mark. Mark is a, a great car guy as well, but it's not Mark. It's, um, he, uh, um, uh not Mr. Mr. He started the, um, the tech company, no. Herjavec, Robert Herjavec. Um, okay. he, um, and Jay Leno drove around him one through the hills in California. And it was probably, Oh, I got to see, see that? that on YouTube. They haven't. It was I probably one of the I gotta, coolest I that up. shots I think I've ever seen when they were flooring it down through the hills, and he pulls up, and Robert's standing right there on the side of the road in a leather jacket and sunglasses, and walks out. It was so cool. Okay, get back to what you're talking about. I'm sorry, I keep cutting in with these little stories. Oh no, this this is great. I, I love these uh, little stories. Anyway, my number one favorite supercar of all time are you i don't know if you would count i don't think this would be a hypercar because it's yeah. not really a hybrid but it's a 2019 okay. mclaren senna um i think we both yes. know what these cars are and what they can perform like so four liter uh v8 789 horsepower um around 220 miles an hour is the top speed on the car so uh mm-hmm. yeah 590 foot pounds of torque zero to 16 around two and a half wow. seconds that's crazy so uh <laughs> Um, I personally have never got to see one uh-uh, of these up close in person, though they did want have one, um, at Kissimmee 2020 Monterey, um, RM Sotheby's has had a uh, few of them. I know that they're around a million dollars, million, 200,000. If you get a, uh, really, really nice one. Um, I personally would love to be able to see one sit in them. And, uh, one of the things I would like to bring up before we end the podcast is that, if any of our listeners um, know somebody or would like to get on the show, 
um, DM us classic, at, uh, car viewers uh, or car classic viewers. car crazy. And we would love to have you on the show. Um, yes. Any guests that you would like to bring along, anybody that knows cars, talks cars, that like to just hang out, have a yes, great we'd time. Love to we'd have love you. to have you on the show and uh-huh. talk about so your cars. So I did want to quickly touch, um, we have decided we're going to be making this show into um, one series for every season of the year. So this is going to be our um, spring series that we're in right now. And then there will be a summer series, a fall series, and a winter series. And we'll talk about different cars from those um, times of the year. So this series will end on June 26th. Um, and then we will pick up our new series on July 10th. Okay. So I just wanted to put that out there. You can mark your calendars. Um, and we really appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you so much for helping us get this off the ground. Um, and please listen to yeah, us next season. Love for you to go and check, check out our Instagram. Instagram please follow us on too. Instagram. Okay, we will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for watching. We're the car reviewers. Have a great yeah, night. Thank you.